the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Oh, ticker symbol P and ticker symbol Z seems to be going through everyone's head today, i.e. the panda. Barry Zito. Let the good times roll. Wall Street is opening higher today on economic data, as well as some hopes that we've seen some green shoots in China. We got the Dow up 69, the NASDAQ up 12, the SP 500 up 7. Jobless claims fall, clear sign of health in the economy, kinda. Jobless claims fell by 23,000 latest week. The Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, i.e., info coming from China, today said China's factory output should grow faster sequentially in the fourth quarter. Procter & Gamble up after reporting good results. It's kind of fun to watch. Netflix hits 30 million subscribers. Interesting to note. I don't own shares of Netflix. Don't really want to. That seems to be one of those... Uh, how shall we put it? Civil War kind of stocks? Divorce kind of stocks? You know... Nobody wins, we both lose. Kind of stocks. Gary Bettman is saying that a whole regular season of hockey is not going to happen unless the labor deal is done with the players today. An 82-game season under car, we drop the puck by November 2, which would necessitate we make a deal by today. Unions chose not to engage on our proposal or to make new proposal of their own. So unfortunately, it looks like an 82-game season is not going to be a reality. So says G. Bettman, I hate scenarios like this. It feels like fans are being used. You know, the players obviously get paid to play a game. The owners own a business. What they didn't make money on owning a business the businesses that they own typically outside the NHL. Do you really want an abbreviated season? What if your team wins the Stanley Cup in an abbreviated season? Like, that's not, that's not right. So, I don't care what they say. I, I hate collective bargaining, and I it should have been done during the summer. And sports sucks for this one reason and this one reason alone. It's about money. It's not about you and me. Taylor Swift was on Ellen DeGeneres yesterday. I just want, like saying Taylor Swift. I have an inappropriate crush on Taylor Swift to the point that there may be a restraining order needed at some point in time. Did I watch Taylor Swift on Ellen DeGeneres? No. Something about that bowl cut, I dig. Do I dig that you're not getting a haircut? Maybe. Durable goods for September jumped 9.9%. Woo! Initial jobless claims fell to 369,000. number under 400,000 is a pretty good number if you're creating jobs. But we're really not creating that many jobs. Sudan has accused Israel of launching an airstrike on a military factory near uh, Khartoum. They killed two people. Joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. That's what I feel about the whole worldwide news angle right now. I know you're saying, perk up, Black, have a cup of coffee. Aetna's in the news today. AutoNation, Biogen, Colgate, Palmolive, ConocoPhillips, Hershey. 
America's greatest racist of all time. They'd be like great racists. Uh, IP International Paper in the news today, Altria, Milan, Raytheon, Sprint, and Sherwin-Williams, all reporting corporate earnings today. Best Buy said that earnings and same-store sales would fall for its third quarter. Company's trying to revamp. Uh, that's all I got for you. Microsoft is unveiling Windows 8 today. Is there like a joke there? There's not, right? We really have not cared that much about Windows since Start Me Up Windows 95. It's been a long time. Visa raises their quarterly dividend. I own shares of Visa. I like the company. I like the company a lot. I like you a lot. Apple got a favorable ruling from an international trade commission, which says Samsung infringed four Apple patents and smartphones and tablets. The full ITC will decide whether to back the judge's decision with the final ruling expected in February. Boring. Zynga had a break-even third quarter. Revenue above expectations. They also announced a big stock buyback. They also announced online gambling in Britain, which is probably the most interesting thing that they did. Cheesecake Factory. Earnings 49 cents. Profit up 32% from a year ago. Their outlook for the future quarter was below expectations, so they get punished for that. Cheesecake Factory. I'm not sure if you've ever been to one. I would imagine you have. They are a play on retail space. They are a play on natural gas prices, food prices, on how does the consumer feel about the economy. Hey, baby, I feel like I'm going to have my job next month. Let's go to Cheesecake Factory. Fire it up. Fire up Trans Am. We're going to Cheesecake Factory. I know you're saying fire up the Trans Am. Did you just offend a lot of people or what? I did, probably. If you got to go out and fire up the Trans Am, you might be a redneck. You might be low income. I'm not bashing Trans Ams. I'm bashing people who have to fire up the Trans Am. Symantec in the news today, reporting better than expected quarter, higher sales in both its business and consumer units. I'm not a big fan of Symantec. Don't like their product. Strong performance in a troubled Europe. So it appears that computers get STDs that need to be protected in Europe in a good economy or bad economy. Got to keep that in mind. Unilever in the news today, they reported better than expected rise in sales for the third quarter. Good growth in developing countries. Smelly parts of the world where they need where they need where they need deodorant. You know, even better than expected sales in developing markets. It's a consumer products maker. They expect margins to increase this year. That's interesting to note. You don't hear that from a lot of companies right now. So these are the top stories of the day. You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. Tweet, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Call the show, Rob Black, and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. 
Welcome in, Rob Black and your money, an ex-Goldman director. Rajat Gupta received a two-year prison sentence in the highest-profile case yet of the government's ongoing insider trading crackdown. This is an amazing fall from grace kind of story. He's 63 years old, consummate corporate insider. He served on the boards of Goldman Sachs and Procter & Gamble. He's headed a uh, consulting firm, McKinsey & Company. He's chaired the Global Fund, which is a big health organization. When he got sentenced, he got over 400 letters of support from people like Bill Gates and former United Nations Secretary Kofi Annan. Now he faces the punishment of his crime, a term of imprisonment. He was found guilty of leaking information from Goldman's board's meetings during 2008 to hedge fund manager Raj Rajmanathan, who just began serving his 11-year sentence. At one point in time, he called Rajmanathan 16 seconds after disconnecting from a conference call in which Goldman's board approved a crucial $5 billion investment from Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. Two years for basically paying for basically become a multi-billionaire. Yeah, our government's doing an okay job, 69 convictions or guilty pleas in insider trading cases. Yeah, we're doing an okay job with a couple million dollars in fines. It's actually kind of pathetic, though, because it tells you once again that crime pays, and it pays handsomely. The S&P 500's up 7, the Nasdaq's up 12, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 68. Joining me now... CFB Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Best way to reduce shocks to a portfolio, both in retirement as well as in youth. Thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, world events. Let's, let's just look at the last decade. We've seen a tech bubble, and then we saw a real estate bubble, and now we're right in the middle of a debt bubble. We've seen Greece. We're dealing with issues of Spain and Italy now. Uh, what's next? Iran? I mean, I think it's going to be Mr. Bubble. Mr. Bubble? I think he's making a resurgence, and people are going to say, the next bubble is Mr. Bubble. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just go with that. So the best way that I've seen to, to reduce the shocks in overall portfolio is to stay diversified and rebalance often. Not sexy. I know. Well, I mean, here's, here's the deal, though. When, when people come and talk about asset allocation – it can go into other levels. For example, in your bond portfolio, do you own not only corporate bonds, high-yield bonds, government bonds in the form of TIPS, um, you know, also international bonds? I mean, if you're earning – if the dollar falls, for example, let's say inflation is a shock or a falling dollar is a shock to the overall market, if you're earning interest in other currencies and foreign bonds – that's a good hedge against the dollar. But the best way to do it is to make sure you have emergency reserves. And when you're you know, young and working at 6 to 12 months of your family's expenses in cash. So if you need you know, $4,000 a month to keep the lights on and the food on the table in your house, you need six times that a minimum in cash. Can you put that in muni bonds? No. Because I get that question all the time, people who want to use their cash to get higher returns. Now, potentially, I mean, there's, there's you know, California tax-free money market accounts, and that's okay. You've saw you've seen issues though where that has you know, had issues of of returns. You saw a couple of money market funds break the buck in 2008 and nine. That's, um, that's a phrase just to let people know that we never thought the the buck could be broken. Right, because most money market shares trade at a dollar a share all the time, and the institution never wants to give you 99 cents back because that would be shameful for them. Well, and most money market funds are costing mutual fund families money now to keep them at a dollar. Gotcha. Because you can't hunt for yield. They were hunting for yield in European bank paper, and they're pretty much out of it at this point. So it's harder to even keep you know their interest rates above zero. But with that said, it's you know when you're in retirement or close to retirement, you need three years worth of your portfolio draws in cash because world events will occur. Seven out of ten years are positive. Three out of ten years are negative. To get through those negative years in the market when you can't rebalance your portfolio and peel off gains because there aren't any, right. you've got to have the cash to live off of. If you look at your portfolio over all of the last three bubbles that we've had, balanced portfolios have averaged over 6% unless you drew on them when they were down. In that case, you're way behind. So to, to ward that off, you've got to invest the right way in asset allocation, have different asset classes that are doing well. 
um, when the stock market isn't, and you've got to have cash for when everything is doing poorly. Like 2009, asset allocation, everything fell off a cliff. Even gold fell off a cliff in a really ugly time because hedge funds were having to sell it to meet redemptions. Okay, let's ask. Let me ask some questions and you, short answers. Okay. Okay. At this moment in time, do you own corporate bonds? Yes. At this moment in time, do you own high yield bonds? Yes. At this moment in time, do you own tips? Yes. Treasuries? Uh, yes, in the intermediate term. I'm not. I can't tell you if I will in 12 months. But how about right dividend now? achievers? Oh, majority of the stock portfolio. Okay. 100% of our individual stocks, dividend achievers, and a good portion of our balanced ETF no load fund portfolio is dividend achiever. And you know, like in a bullish market, that most of those are going to underperform the bullish stocks, but yet you still have to do it. And in a bearish market, those are going to save you. you well, the, you or see, am I oversimplifying? You're oversimplifying because I think actually in a dividend achiever, um, well, not okay. just dividend paying stocks, those have underperformed a bull market. Dividend achievers are growing companies that still pay a dividend. So the yield isn't as high, but their growth, you, you look for growth there too. But where they get. You know, in a dividend achiever, where you, 2009, for example, the income in the stock portfolio still went up, even though the overall market was down, yep. because you're, divi- you're buying companies that raise their dividend. So between your three years' worth of expenses in cash and your dividends that come in on a quarterly basis, you've got that hedge. I mean, the way that I do it is I'm always at least hedging you know, five to seven years' worth of income, so I know I don't have to sell anything. If we go through a period of like 2000 when the market topped out, tanked down to 2003, and then recovered by 2007. I want to be able to get people through those types of periods because they're going to be retired from 65 to 100. Okay. Probably what I should have said is that sometimes these basket of income producers make us feel like I wish the money was elsewhere. In hindsight, I wish I had it all at Apple. Mm -hmm. But you just can't do it. No, asset allocation, you're going to have to realize that when the market is a 100% bull market – um, you will underperform a little bit because your bonds won't be keeping up with the the stocks. Your, uh, you know, your your emerging markets tend to fall more than the S and P 500 in a na- in a negative year, but they tend to do better in a in a good year. So it, it's it all rotates. It all reverts to the mean. Talking best ways to reduce shocks in a portfolio in retirement at CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at Law Online ChadBurton.com. That's chadburton.com or his company, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He and I do seminars around the Bay Area all the time. You can come out and meet him. He's a good guy. I think you'll grow to like him. Clark Kent is quitting journalism. Not even Superman can save print media is the phrase that pays. Less than a week after Newsweek announced they're folding their print edition after 80 years in favor of a digital future, Superman's alter ego, Clark Kent, is quitting the Daily Planet. He's going to start a blog. That's the world we live in. I'm Rob Black. You can call me at 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I talk all things financial. I'm Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now. Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. All things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind we could talk about? Panda and the Freak. Pretty fun night. If you're... San Francisco Giants fan. Hunter Pence had one of the biggest and strangest hits three nights ago. National League Championship Series. The same bat hit the ball three times in one swing. Putting a knuckle on the ball in play, allowing three runs to score. 
the bat is a piece of history, perhaps fit for the Hall of Fame, one would say. But following the game was taken from the game and used in a merchandise stall. It sold to a fan for a grand total of 400 bucks. So this crazy bat that's bound for the Hall of Fame at some point in time sold to a fan for $400. What's weird about this is Hunter Pence has a weird connection with his bats. He names his bats. And the bat in question was also used to hit a home run earlier in the series. Fortunately, the season ticket holder who bought the bat is willing to give it back. Let's hope he gets compensated for it, because it's one of the weirder, most significant artifacts in Giants history. Just odd, right? I find it odd. Elsewhere out there, a Brazilian student has announced that she's willing to sell her innocence for $780,000. Part of a documentary. Again, telling you, we live in a strange, weird world. I can't explain that any better than that. Especially if I'm going to keep it PG-13. People are going to document her innocence being lost. We live in a world of digital, digital film. We live in a world of digital. You could advertise something like this. We live in a world of digital where you could pay for something like this online. It's weird. Is it a crime? I, I'm not smart enough to talk. Sarah Palin is being accused of some shucking and jiving statements, which basically comes across as uh, racial. Why is she still relevant? It's weird, the society we live in. I think it's weird. Again, you may love her, you may hate her, but we live in odd times, in my opinion. I love the times we live in. I love the argument of private college, public college. In-state, out-of-state. In-state, so competitive, you need a 3.8 weighted GDP, uh, grade point average. GPA. I was going to say GDP. 3.8% GDP would be pretty sweet. 3.8% grade average is pretty sweet as well, though. There's something called a Halloween effect that's going on right now. And I throw this out there because as an investor, I don't play a lot of games. Stock markets have gained on average 6.9% from November through April. From May through October, markets have averaged just 2.4%. Now, this study talks about it being a Halloween effect, and it's gotten stronger in the last 50 years. From 1981 to 1990, stocks climbed on average 10.7% more per year from November through April than from May through October. So as soon as Halloween hits, it's seasonally a good time to be an investor, historically. Not every year. But 63% of the time. So the Halloween effect has looked better the longer the period of time you examine. People take vacations in summer. That's part of explaining it. So they pull money out of stocks to pay for their trips. And because they worry that something calamitous might occur while they're away and, and not looking at things. Do you believe in the Halloween effect? And should you? I some people call it the Santa Claus rally, but it really starts right around Halloween time. Very spooky. What type of parent are you? Are you the type of parent that will buy anything for your kid? 
I don't really have an answer for that. The latest in over-the-top gear is LeBron X shoes. 270 bucks. At one point in time, we were thinking it was going to be a $300 shoe. Now, this shoe, $270, measures things such as how quick you are and how high you jump. Standard model retails for 180 bucks without all the technology in it. How should parents handle expensive footwear? That's a lot of money. Oftentimes, I don't joke when I say it, but oftentimes I tell you that most people shouldn't have a smartphone because most people aren't saving enough for retirement. There was a shocking study that came out yesterday that talked about the middle class and how the middle class tends to guess on retirement needs. And by guessing, they guess how much they should save, and they also guess how much they're going to need. That's not a good statement. That should make you wildly uncomfortable. People are guessing, probably you, how much do you need to be saving in your retirement account? How much are you going to need in retirement? You shouldn't have a guess. You should have like hardcore scientific knowledge in your head. So when it comes down to buying LeBron X shoes... 270 bucks, it's a teachable moment in your life to like empower your kids to become a little bit more financially knowledgeable. And I hope you do rise to the occasion, so to speak. Three-fourths of the middle class say they expect their retirement total is basically some sort of gas in their head. So Wells Fargo study, middle-class Americans say they believe the median cost of their out-of-pocket health care costs in retirement will be about $47,000. So in retirement, the average person thinks they're going to pay about $47,000. The truth is that a typical couple at age 65 can expect to pay $260,000 in health care for the rest of their life. 47000 versus 267000 A lot of what I talk about on this show is getting you ready to spend a lot of money in retirement on your health care. When asked what percentage of their nest egg they expect to withdraw annually in retirement, the average middle class American said 10%. Experts like myself and Chad Burton say no more than 3 to 4%. In addition, the middle-class Americans say they'll need a median of 300000 to support themselves in retirement, but most of them have only saved 25000 The survey also found that 34% of the middle-class Americans estimate their retirement income will be half their in- current income. Keep in mind, the median household income for Americans right now is about $50,000. So most Americans are planning on living on 25000 which ain't even your health care costs. Clearly, guessing is not working for people. You need $1 million to pay yourself $40,000. So if you're living off $50,000, you expect to live off $25,000? $25,000, you need at least $500,000, and the average American only has saved $25,000. Poverty is going to be a big issue in retirement for most Americans. It's going to get worse. I'm not going to say that we're going to end up like Greece, but I think on a lot of levels, a lot of Americans are going to fall through the cracks, and it's going to be ugly. A lot of seniors are be eating cat food, which there's nothing wrong with cat food. It, uh, how shall we say, cleans me out. Love me a good bowl of cat food. Meow. Most Americans guess at what they need in retirement. Don't be most Americans. I'm never more ashamed to be American than when I travel abroad and to see another American talk about UFOs and how the government's covering it up. I'm like, no! 
I'm going to be Canadian for a day. A. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Black and your money. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Energy drinks may contain more caffeine than their labels claim. Consumer Reports purchased cans of 27 popular energy drinks and shots online at stores. Caffeine levels in the drinks ranged between 6 and 242 milligrams per serving. Some containers contain more than one serving. An 8-ounce cup of coffee typically has 100 milligrams of caffeine. 8 ounces of soda typically contains about 25 milligrams. So coffee's a jolt. So some researchers grabbed some Arizona Energy, some Cliff Shot Turbo Energy Gel, Nestle Jamba, some Vazoin Organic Amazon Energy, Venom Energy, and they all contain about 20% more caffeine than stated. Some as much as 70 to 100% more. For 11 other products, there is no specific amount said on the label. Pregnant women are generally recommended to limit consumption to less than 200 milligrams daily. It increases the risk of miscarriage. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends children should limit their caffeine consumption to 100 milligrams a day and should not drink energy drinks. But if it's caffeine, include clearly kicking fatigue out, increased mental alertness. But there's kind of a war going on with uh, energy drinks right now. So it's a tough way to invest. I'm not telling you how to live your life in any way, shape, or form. Next Goldman director, Gupta, gets two years for insider trading, once again telling us that white-collar crime pays well, and it's probably worth the risk. Foreclosures fall in 62% of cities in the United States. Bank of America sued for alleged mortgage fraud. Clark Kent is leaving the Daily Planet. He's become a blogger, sign of the times. Best Buy is getting crushed today. I'm not saying don't own Best Buy, but... I can't come up with a reason to invest by can you? And if you can, not all the power to you, but whoa. There's a U.S. financier who's marrying a Swedish princess. I so wish that I could have on my resume that I married a Swedish princess. That'd be pretty awesome, right? Facebook's doing well for now, but a lot of insiders getting ready to unleash their shares. Unleash the hounds! Pending home sales barely budge in the month of September. Some people would say, ah, housing's getting ready to fall apart. And maybe they're right. Apple's going to report earnings tonight after the market closes. Big stories out there on the Surface tablet, Windows 8. Can it basically save computing? Can it save Microsoft? I don't know. Mortgage rates, strongly consider doing a refi if you haven't. Uh, If you haven't done a refi and... A year, two years, rates are significantly lower than they were a year ago. To the point that I myself recently looked at refi and a refi. That's how much they've fallen. So penny home sales barely budge for the month of September. I bring this one up not for any great story reason. It's a sign of the struggling housing market. But a lot of us in media 
a lot of us in finance are basically saying, you know, housing markets helped this year. There's no doubt that we would probably be in a recession without autos and housing contributing to GDP this year. Closings, the final stage of an existing home sales, fell in September. Tight credit is the headwind recovery right now. And people think the Federal Reserve messed up the recession by not lowering interest rates in 2008 when they actually signaled that they would raise interest rates. They didn't do anything, ultimately. But had they done something, it might have been enough. You know, recently they've become, we'll throw the kitchen sink, but why not throw the kitchen sink first and ask questions later? They're getting some criticism. You know, investors are part of the real estate market right now, Phoenix, Vegas, several California cities. But are investors the housing market? I I think most of us would say probably not. Pending home sales barely budged in September. That's the big headline. That's probably going to freak some people out. I get it. Trust me, I get it. Oh. NHL is basically threatening to end the full season today if a deal's not done. Do you ever, like, just want to take games back? Yeah, these CEOs typically started companies like America Online, made billions of dollars. Now they become owners. And they spend a lot of money to attract players, and the players wouldn't have a league to play in if it weren't for the owners. So, and sometimes you could totally side with the owners. Other times you're like, hey, they just want to, you know, 55% of the gate, the players do, or 50% of the gate, if it were only so that easy. It's not their league. They're not the owners. So the owners ultimately can decide what they want to spend on, on labor and or not. Same thing with corporate America. But I hate it all now. I just I hate all sports. I like college sports because on some level the money hasn't ruined the game. But a lot of you just chuckled when I said that out loud. Dow's up twenty one, the Nasdaq's up twenty three, the SP five hundred up four, oils at eighty eight dollars a barrel. Ten year treasury sits at one point eight percent, which is it's an okay number with me. I'd actually like to get back to four percent, but we're not going to. But it tells you buy stocks anytime ten year treasury's under four percent. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. You can tweet me, Rob Black Show. Tweet Rob Black Show. You can call the show, 800-516-1220. You can check out my YouTube videos. I post two per day, Monday through Thursday. YouTube search Rob Black Show. You're listening to me, Rob Black. Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Talking about... Anything from housing to investing um, to anything that you want to talk about, we can do. Your personal finance, how you save money, how you don't save money. In the first hour of the show, I talked about how most Americans way undersave for retirement, thinking that you know healthcare is going to be a big cost them in retirement. They way underestimate how much they're going to need, how much it costs, how long they're going to need it for. Average American has less than $25,000 saved for retirement, i.e. years where you no longer work and collect a paycheck. Some Americans now expecting, hoping to work till age 80. That's crazy, right? Who wants to do that? I want to be sexy. I want to be vibrant. I want to be pertinent. You're saying, did you use the word pertinent correctly? So, football tickets. Louisiana State college football tickets. There's a lawyer who's lobbying Congress. And you get a tax break on donations as a condition for buying seats for colleges. It costs taxpayers about ten no no no. It costs taxpayers about a hundred million dollars a year in revenue that the Treasury can't collect. Is that a loophole in the tax system? I would 
say yeah. Is part of your football ticket costs going to subsidize the college's football program, which raises millions of dollars typically for R&D and for scholarships and for other things at a college? We do need to look at every kind of issue like that. The college seat donation tax break, it shows you how hard it is to simplify the tax system. Hundreds of universities, large universities, state support institutions, you know, are tied towards this. It's one of the hundreds of exemptions that have entrenched special interests that it's going to be tough to cut out of the system. But should we? Absolutely. We should at least think about it. When I told you your college football ticket is tax deductible, and in some parts of the world, like Louisiana, Louisiana is a hunchback state. I know you're saying, no, no, I thought that was the one-eyed woman state. No, 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 that's Alabama. You know, some U.S. colleges have popular teams because there is nothing else going on in that city. There is nothing else going on in that state. So how many people are eligible to write off their college football ticket costs. Sadly, I don't have a number for that, but it points out something in this tax system that I think we can all agree is kind of weird. McKesson, not McKesson, but Medtronic. Way ahead of myself. They've manipulated bone product data. What's one of the world's biggest maker of heart rhythm devices? They help write, edit, and shape at least 11 medical journal articles about a product of theirs. They ghost wrote sections of medical papers. They paid physicians, authors, hundreds of millions of dollars in consulting fees to promote its bone growth product infuse. So the doctors and researchers who were the authors of the studies were part of a $210 million consultant and royalty payment program. I once gave a speech at a doctor's conference. No, nah, not a doctor's conference. Kind of like a Merck and a Pfizer. They uh, threw down some money to get doctors to come out. Seven-course meal. Probably some of the best wines that I've ever tasted in my life. Some of the best meats. And I gave a little investment speech. I was like, kind of like the cute little monkey sideshow. Look, he plays the symbols. How cute. And Merck and Pfizer gave out a little bit of information. I took notes about COX-2 inhibitors and these new super pain pills or super aspirins as they were called. Merck eventually has to pull their super aspirin because people's hearts blew up. Not literally, but figure of speech. It just, I got a rude awakening that some things are bought and paid for. Oil rebounding today after five days of losses on a weaker than expected outlook from the United States. I think that's worthy of noting. I still love the headline Girl dies after kissing grandfather sick with E. coli. It's almost like I want to carry that around anytime an old person wants to kiss me. I go, ah, 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 The dude had eaten tainted beef three weeks earlier. He kills his granddaughter. That's tragic. And it was just a, a soft kiss to the cheek. Crazy stuff happens, right? So we have a day on the market where Apple reports tonight. We're in earnings season. We're in the, the heart of earnings season now. Revenues have been absolutely disappointing. Procter & Gamble beat on the consensus expectations. It's kind of uplifting the market today. Aircraft orders surged 2,600%. 
That's not a misprint. That's not a mis, you know, spoken word. 2,600%, but they fell 90%, no, 97% in August. Again, not misspoken. Business investment, what that's all about. Continuing claims for first-time unemployment. First initial claims came in at 369,000. Continuing claims came in at 3.25 million. Expectations were 3.23 million. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can find me. Where can you find me? Twitter, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Tweet. My handle is Rob Black Show. My YouTube channel, which I upload two videos a day, is Rob Black Show. You can always call the show. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Apple trades at 11 and a half times next year's earnings expectations. Some people see the stock could pop 50 bucks tonight if it's positive. Earnings are supposed to grow 20% from 2012 levels to 2013 levels. So that's a reasonable price stock. It'll be fun to watch to see how it plays out after earnings tonight. Did they meet on revenue? Did they meet on earnings? Did they meet on iPhones? Did they meet on iPods? Did they meet on, do they have a new product coming? What's coming this fall? What's coming this spring? Find me online, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Or just find me the old-fashioned online way, robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Rising home prices or forcing low-wage workers to leave major U.S. cities. Some people call it gentrification. But sales of single-family homes in the United States rose by 5.7%, the highest rate since April 2010. A lot of people would argue that the numbers are indicative of improving the economy. But high housing prices are actually decreasing income mobility, and they're ultimately hurting the U.S. economy, some people would say. Tough to talk about, right? A lot of people don't want to talk about topics like that. We've got Dow up 26, NASDAQ up 4, the SP 500 up 2. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. One of the things that upsets me, Chad, is that a lot of people get a lot of bad product, financial product. They accumulate it. They feel stuck with it. They feel comfortable being stuck with it. They don't make changes. Let's talk a little annuity rescue. Why do annuities need to be rescued? Well, a lot of people get sold annuities, um, especially, let's say, in their 40s and 50s as an asset accumulation tool, and it's not. It's, an a- it's really certain types of no-load annuities make sense for asset protection from a down market. The ones that have are no-load, underlying investments look like mutual funds. They're extremely low cost. There's not a commission involved. And they have a backup to the stock market that says, okay, we'll pay you 5% or more for life, no matter what the market does. That can be good for 20% of a portfolio, and usually it needs to be in a retirement account not a taxable account. But what I see is that you get people in their 40s and 50s being sold by brokers and bankers variable annuities as a wealth accumulation tool. Yeah. Or you see somebody that's you know 75 or 80 years old with an annuity that they've purchased and they were you know offered all these smoke and mirrors and all of a sudden they're in this annuity, it's five years old and it's paying them hardly anything. And it's not doing what they need to do. Give me a couple bullet points why you don't like variable annuities sold to people in their 40s and 50s. Well, because you have what under, the underlying investment looks like mutual funds are called subaccounts. And so they say, well, you can invest in these things and, and you can rebalance the portfolio and there's no taxes due because they're tax deferred. And th- the true part of that is the average investor asset locates the wrong way and they lose 15% of the return each year in taxes. So they use this product as a tax deferral type of a product, and they make it sound like you're going to get a guaranteed rate of return on your principal, which you're not. What happens is your, your principal will be affected by fees that are in the 2 to 2.5% range. 
Yeah. So, so you're, whatever you're, bells you're and whistles you get, yeah. you, you're losing in the form of high fees for the rest of your life. You're doomed to underperformance in high fees. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's you're you're it's dooming. It will cost your family a lot more than the benefits that you're being sold. Right. Um, so you've got to get out of that. You've got to figure out a way to asset locate the right way and cut those fees out of the picture. So more money actually stays in your pocket. They, they're sold based on fear, but if you look at the balanced portfolio, even from 2007 to where we are today, it's still averaged a great rate of return as long as you had a balanced portfolio and you weren't just in stocks or just in financials. Um, so those high fees aren't going to get you anywhere when you're in your 40s and 50s. It might make sense if you're 65 years old and you have you know, maybe 10 to 20% of your portfolio and something like that, but it's, it's not. And, or if you get... Somebody selling an annuity to somebody that's 75 years old and it's a 10-year lockup period. Criminal. And then at the end of the 10 years, they're getting 1% or 2%. And so now they're kind of stuck in this thing. They say, well, I've got all this tax-deferred buildup. Now what do I do? So you can still rescue that annuity. You can do what's called a tax-free 1035 exchange into a better type of annuity. Or if it's an IRA, back into a regular type of an IRA account. What's an example of a better type of annuity? Well, so you got to find out what you want that annuity to do for you. So let's say you're 65 years old and you've been locked up into some terrible indexed annuity or fixed annuity, and now it's sitting there earning 2% because interest rates are so low. Well, you could 1035 exchange into a no-load variable annuity where there's no back-end surrender charges, so if you decide you want to get out in two years or a year, you can. And inside the investment, there's other types of investments that look like, you know, mutual funds that from places like Vanguard and PIMCO and everything else. But no matter what the market does, it'll give you that income that you need of 5% or more for life. Are the fees still higher than a balanced portfolio? Yeah. But you're buying this as part of your kind of hedged income piece of your portfolio. Um, so you can, you can 1035 exchange tax-free into that. But don't 1035 into a portfolio. Not another bad product that ties your money up for 10 years. That if it's too complicated to understand or if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. You know, I got into the business at 19 with my grandfather, sold annuities and mutual funds at banks for years and years before fee-based planning was around. So I know these products inside and out. And there's only one fixed annuity I like. There's only one index annuity I like and only two no-load variable annuities I like. The rest of the annuities on the market out there, in my opinion, are garbage. Okay. So it's unfortunately one of the fastest growing sold products because they they offer these these they offer these guarantees that sound so good you know six and seven percent like you can walk away with a guaranteed six or seven percent return and get a check for that in ten years you can't it's kind of smoke and mirrors. What hurts me the most are the slimy people that sell them actually believe that they think they're good products. Yeah, and sometimes it's not their fault. It's usually they've come out of some other industry and they get pushed through a training process where they're kind of brainwashed into believing it. And I kind of like, you know, when I look to hire certified financial planners, usually it's people that spend four or five years in that type of industry, and then they go get their CFP, and they realize what's right. Yeah. And they know what's right going forward. But they still have a clear understanding of what's wrong with those products that are out there. And that actually makes them a better advisor in the long run. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. We could talk stock market. We could talk the economy. We could talk jobs. We could talk about where the wealthy stay on vacation. Should you be that person? Should you buy your kids LeBron X shoes? I doubt it. Coach is a company that I've followed in the past. They're targeting different segments than Michael Kors. Analysts are calling out, you know, that, they're, they kind of are afraid of them, it looks like. So Coach is uh, going after some different targets. An analyst at Wedbrush said Coach is getting ideas from Michael Kors' playbook. It's layering in higher-priced merchandise in order to create a pricing halo. Highlights the increased competition between the two companies. Michael Kors publicly traded, Coach publicly traded. And his store is revamping their designer handbags with different colors on a regular basis. Two brands are in indeed direct competition with each other. But they're targeting different customer segments. I don't think so. Does one win and the other loses? 
somewhat. They compete for eyeballs. They compete for traffic. You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. Twitter handle, Rob Black Show. YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Online, robblack.com. Call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about. I try to make that the focus of the show. It's up to you to decide how and where we go. Best way to get wealthy is to start saving money on a regular basis and to never ever touch it. You're probably going to live longer than you think you are. And you're probably going to have a lot poorer retirement than you could assume you are. People make a lot of wrong assumptions about money. It's tragic. In large part, it's a killer. It's, I don't want to see people live in poverty. I don't. Um, what do we got? Are big stories out there. Uh, Apple reports numbers tonight. That's interesting. How will the quarter go? I own shares of Apple. I need to legally disclose that. From time to time, I think that's fair. One of the eight angles that I have, and I'm going to take a couple of days off next week because I, I, I desperately need some downtime that's not money-oriented. I spent all my free time this year developing something that's not really developing terribly well. So I need some downtime. Long weekend coming up for Thanksgiving, right around the corner. That's time of the year where people start spending very, very poorly. Round trip plane tickets going up to $393 on average now. In the United States, a lot of people travel for the holidays, and they spend a lot of money, and they're not getting a lot of bang for their buck. They're going home. How about going to Paris? A little bit sexier, right? Paris Thanksgiving escape starts around $1,100 a person. Flying to Charles de Gaulle Airport. You liking the way I'm thinking? I'm liking the way I'm thinking. Autumn is the off-season in the Caribbean. Big storms getting ready to hit. Big storm Sandy, Hurricane Sandy, going to hit the East Coast pretty hard. It's going to cause some flooding. Do you have flood insurance? It's going to cause heavy rainfall. Car insurance? Driving in the rain? Some downed trees? How about homeowner's insurance? Power outages? Don't go out and get fillets and put them in the fridge because you may be out power. But there's ultimately going to be just this mayhem. And it's that time of year where you can get some snow from Boston, D.C. And I love that because there's like panic. So I'm thinking nice Caribbean vacation. Skip the whole storm. Ski season is opening up soon. Breckenridge, Colorado is cheap. Five nights for Thanksgiving, you could stay in a room, six hundred bucks, and that's a resort. Get a little bit of a, a buffet while you're at it, and hey, it's just like the Pilgrims envisioned Thanksgiving. Pilgrims, forget about it. Um, vacation in Thailand, always awesome. Rainy season starting to subside in Thailand. Nice, like rice. Thailand, you could surf, you could dive. You could lounge. It's probably my favorite thing to do is to lounge. But you can fly from San Francisco to Phuket for 13 nights late November. Stay in a 
four-star resort, 13 nights for 3400 bucks. That's a vacation. Chicago. For some reason, I don't like the city of Chicago. I find that Chicago has people where their earlobes are attached to their head. If your earlobes have a little bit of a lobe hanging, you're considered more evolved than if your earlobes attached straight to your head. And everyone I see in Chicago has got the earlobe attached to their head. It freaks me out. It's as if they climbed out of the Darwinian sludge and they just stayed there. I've got a beach bod that some people cry over. I personally like the Yucatan's northern Caribbean coast, south of Cancun, the Punta Allen Peninsula. Yeah, there's some hurricane issues, but you can live cheap off the grid in Mexico. Five-star hotels. Or off the grid. I know. People are looking at the earlobes right now going, did he just call me unevolved? Oh, I kind of did. So if your earlobes are attached to your head, you got to look at them. You want to see a little bit of ear flop hanging there. It's kind of look like a, a bat with your ears attached to your head. And by bat, yeah, I actually mean that animal, a vampire bat. And did you slip into your vampire impression? I did. So November is a great time to visit Europe. In large part, the Czech Republic, one of my favorite Western European countries to visit. In large part, because things are incredibly cheap there. I'm pretty sure you can buy a human being for under 50 bucks. And you can, like, do, you can do whatever you want with them. And then wrap them up and throw them away. Put them in the trash. Just make sure you put them in the trash on your way out. I once bought six beers for like a dollar in Prague. I know you're saying, you live large. I know. It's good to be me. Buenos Aires, Argentina. The jacaranda trees, full bloom. You know, tourism seems not that hot and sexy in November, so... So Thanksgiving, instead of spending money to go visit your family, blow them off. You saw them last year. Go somewhere cool. Don't go to Savannah, Georgia. Don't. Go to Istanbul. Istanbul was once Constantinople. Why did they change it? I'm still upset by that. Ah, you're saying you're out of content. I kind of am. So the ex-Goldman director, Gupta, gets two years for insider trading. This is a story to me, like, once again showing you that he's on a board of directors, and he's calling up partners and saying, okay, sell. Immediately, I've got some inside information for you. Buy immediately. I've got some inside information for you. Wiretaps caught him. And he gets two years in jail, and it's going to be probably like a, how shall we say, not Oakland jail. It's going to be probably like a soft person jail, a place where I would go, where they get smoothies. That's not right. It's just not right. Clark Kent's losing his job at the Daily Planet in a sign of the times. The comic is reflecting the real world. Journalists are going the way of the dodo bird. In comes the blogger. Cy from Gangnam Style. Actually graduated from Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And now you're saying, really? That's one of the worst songs ever. One of the worst dances ever, and it's also one of the most popular Halloween costumes ever. Update fatigue. In light of Apple's unexpected announcement that it's releasing a fourth version of the full-size iPad in November, just eight months after debuting the third, some analysts are starting to say, is it happening too fast? A lot of angry customers who went out and bought the iPad 3. You know, where do you put your two thumbs when using an iPad mini? Apple also released the iPhone 5 this year, which was faster than of a turnaround than previous versions. 
consumers are known to embrace innovation, whether it be a new app or a new processor or a bigger screen. But I'm kind of tired. I do want the Apple TV, but it's tough to keep up with the stuff at Apple Reports Day after the market closes. Innovation is coming with a hefty price tag. The new iPad is going to have a starting price of $499. It's a minier version. Minier? Is that even a word, minier? So the auto industry embraced the strategy of what's called planned obsolescence long before Apple ever did. The fashion world, which brings in new every season with runway shows. Sometimes they just recycle the old, but they consider it new. Cycles of change have little to do with what's driving today's faster-paced update mania. It's all often about you know, how fast technology is moving. If you're listening to me, Rob Black, you can find me online at robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Um, companies like SodaStream, you know, everyone, innovations are in response to customers changing taste. Can we control, to a better degree, the fizziness of a soda? Or can we control a battery-powered display? Can we make it smaller and thinner? Yeah, of course. But have we gone too far with the speed? It feels that way, because I think there's some fatigue setting in for some people. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. Find me online at robblack.com. Tweet, Rob Black Show. Email Rob at robblack.com. Call the show 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the markets, put it in a nice bow, and tell you what's happened today and why. All on Rob Black and Your Money. Don't forget, pending home sales climbed just three-tenths of a percent, barely budging in the month of September. Foreclosures falling in 62% of all cities in the United States. You can't make money all the time. You want to make money all over time. I'm Rob Black. Show is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.